0: Welcome to episode 10 of Market Genomics. I'm your host, Marco Gello. Welcome back to Mortgageonomics. I hope you are doing well. Uh, today we are going to talk with John Durrell of Maxwell Canyon Creek in Calgary uh, about the factors involved in determining your property's list price. Homeowners usually have a general idea of how much their property can fetch on the market, uh, and sometimes they're bang on and other times not quite. But John will break it down for us and give us a better idea of the sources that realtors uh, draw from to determine that list price. Also, we're going to talk about open houses. Um, how important are they in attracting buyers and, and what are the, the full list of benefits uh, of having open houses? As you learn from John, an open house is valuable in more ways than you can imagine. So other than the obvious benefit of drawing in potential buyers for a personalized viewing. It does also serve as an opportunity to gather unique and advantageous intel on the market and its buyers and other factors you may not have thought of as well. Um, So we'll discuss that with John Durrell, then we'll switch over to Elise Bullock of Simply Stylish Staging also out of Calgary, to talk about the growing role that staging companies are starting to have in in the uh, entire home selling process. So a lot of great takeaways here about prepping your home for a presentation to the market, uh, and in a competitive one like we are currently in. Um, Sometimes it makes all the difference. So in, in real estate, first impressions have a lasting impact on the psychology of a potential buyer. And uh, Elise will share with us some key staging concepts to help you optimize your home for presentation in a competitive market. So, without further ado, let's listen to the first segment of this episode with John Durrell. Hope you enjoy it sold a few of my homes in the past John in Calgary and yep. uh, I, I haven't really truly appreciated the research that is involved in pricing a home until yep. uh, you've shown me your recent reports and really there's a ton of homework that you do before you even come to my home and talk about what we're going to do. So I found that pretty, uh, pretty insightful so maybe talk on that and, and we can get to how you determine the price.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the initial uh, start of the process is, is I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the historic uh, property um, information, you know, size, features, uh, location, that sort of stuff, and then I'm gonna start looking at the current market for comparable properties, um, sold comparable properties. So I'm gonna go into the historic sales portion of it. Um, that can sometimes take some time, depending on the property and depending on how many comparable properties there are. Um, but you know if we just focus on a commodity type product here today the process is pretty straightforward in The way that we go about doing that if there's good data Then what we're going to do is we're going to break that down to the most comparable data You know feature to feature apples to apples. Uh, We're going to look at the sales History look at what is current on the market and that's very important because what's current on the market is what you're going to be Competing against right from there. I'm going to take a look at the property. I'm going to come review the property, look at the features, look at the condition, um, uh, get a feel for it. And then from there, I can really break it down into what other properties that have sold that would be price comparable. And then from that, we're gonna break it out and look at what the the sales market is and what the list market is. And from there, we're gonna put together a strategy. Uh, In addition to that, what I do to verify some of that information that we're looking at. I'm gonna look at when the, the, the last time that particular property sold. I'm gonna go back and look at the, uh, the Calgary Real Estate Board's market data for that time period. I'm gonna look at uh, the benchmark sales price uh, for the two quarters that were most closely um, um, timed to the last historic sale of the particular property. Then we're gonna look at how it's performing currently. So we're gonna spread that out we're gonna see what the change in the market is in terms of percentages, and that will verify also what we're looking at in terms of what a current um, list price should be. You know, then we'd be sitting down, we'd be looking at all those, and we're gonna determine, you know, based on the seller's uh, criteria of when they have to sell, motivation for selling, um, you know, the time frame in which they want to sell, um, and we're gonna to put together a strategy based on that. Um, you know, in today's market, you have to be very, very accurate in terms of how you're positioning it in the market because the buyers right now are very fickle. Um, and, and I can see that in several different market areas in Calgary, for example, you know, the inner city overall is still performing very well. My most recent um, uh, research was done on a property in Capitol Hill, they, those clients bought in 2015 uh, from that point in time, um, you know the market had fallen, but in that particular area, we actually determined that it's it's even to when they purchased in 2015. There was a drop in 2016, in 2017, late 2017, and 2018. It stabilized, and that's verified uh, with the current sales um, and the current active comparable properties that are on the market. You know, I go out to a place like Douglasdale which I've got another listing in, and it's a little bit different. The market has fallen um, almost 4.5% since they purchased, funny enough, in the same year, 2015, and they're on the market now. And um, so the activity, the research has to be put together in order to strategize to get a, a successful sale in a timely manner.
0: Yeah, it's, it's quite the process. I find like on the mortgage side, um, everyone has an opinion of uh, what their home is worth, right? So how often does the, the customer, the client um, agree with your
1: assessment? The caveat to that is what information are you providing, how you're providing it, and the conversations you're having. So what I find is is that the majority of people that I'm working with When I present to them all the information and then say to them what I would suggest you list your property at in the current market for what you want to achieve we've got a very high ratio of acceptance on that Um, and I would say you know 80 percent plus for the most part now it's not always good news and it's sometimes um, less than they may have thought but once they see the data You know, a reasonable person has to accept that and make real decisions based on what is facing them. Yeah. You know, the the proof is in the pudding. Um, And I can take current listings and show them this property has been on the market for 120 days. They've done two price reductions and they're still on the market. That's going to tell you that the current active buyer pool does not see the uh, value that those people put on that property in terms of what the product is at the price position that they're currently at. And so what I find is that I've got a high percentage of acceptance on what I'm presenting to them. It's very rare that people are like, hmm, um, you know, I think that's low. Um, You know, I did have one about a year and a half ago um, and I didn't get the listing and, um, you know, it sold for about 10,000 over what I said uh, I would list it at. but that's sort of one of those anomalies um, where it really depends on the the um, community and the active buyer pool that wants something in there. But you know, ten thousand dollars off isn't that bad. Oh yeah, um,
0: that's a good margin of error. Like I think the the thing that people have to appreciate is the metrics that that you guys have access to all the analytical data from the MLS exchange. Uh, you cannot do that on your own so there there's a lot of crazy accurate information that you guys pull from Uh, another kind of misconception on my end like when we're doing a home refinance um, for example a customer will will base their current market value uh, Mm. because of their uh, tax Tax. assessment that they got last year right (laughs) and uh, that's that's a common one right
1: It's very, very common. And so that is one that, um, uh, you know, I've had to face 30 to 40% of people I'm listing with. Um, But there are those that sort of adhere to that. Um, I did several reports on this. um, And what I found is is that there is a 30% error rate plus or minus from what the actual market value is for a property and what it would sell at compared to what the uh, city has taxed it at. And the city has come forth and we've had them do presentations at our brokerage and they are very aware and try to express as often as possible that the taxation assessment is purely for tax purposes and is not as accurate a market analysis as, as we would do as realtors. They're not breaking down into the data that we have and they do a lot of just historic data of, okay, well, what, what was this property assessed at last year? Uh, were there any permits pulled to do any improvements? Well, if nothing's been done there, the city may do a drive-by and go, you know, it's in relatively the same condition, so they just use their mill rate and their percentages and say it's gone up this much or down that much. Um, and it's very, very easy to show how that's not accurate. Um, the most recent Time I've had to do that. There was a property down in um, uh, Mission area, and the uh, seller, uh, when he got my uh, uh, market assessment, um, it was about thirty thousand less than the taxation assessment. Right. So you know, yeah, concerned with that. But I pulled two other very close comparables for that particular property. And they were right at what I was saying the market value was for that particular property. And then what I did was I said, here's what they sold at. Here's the data we know. Then we pull what the taxation assessment is. And there's like a $50,000, $20,000 difference on both of those properties either way. And so it's very easy to determine that. And so it's not something that I would tell people to use as a market Average, you know, it's something that if you have a realtor you're working with and you want to know what your market, uh, what your market value is for your property on a yearly basis, um, call them up and have them do a quick CMA for your property. It should be done pretty easily, especially if they have history with the property, and you can get a current market analysis for your property and what the, in, and, and what the current market is going to provide for that particular property.
0: Yeah. So basically, I think uh, you know we just kind of talked about the many variables. Involved yeah. in uh, pricing your home, and I think it's fair to say that uh, for anyone out there about to list their home, um, they should very much so uh, expect uh, a lot of data from their realtor uh, to, to 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 really put together that argument for whatever the suggested price is. Otherwise, you know, you're throwing darts, right? So I think with all the information there that that you can provide to your customer, like from the realtor resources, um, yeah. they're pretty accurate. Well, and you know,
1: I like the terminology you use, I use it quite frequently and it's the argument. Okay, so here's the data because once you list your house, what you have to imagine is is that buyer that's coming in to look at it is a reasonable person and has a reasonable realtor and they're going to be looking at the same data. So We have to be able to have something to argue the point and tell why the value of the property is what it is and why it's priced the way it's priced.
0: So. We have the the house listed now. Uh, We've determined the price and now we're moving forward. The sign's coming up in front of the house. Um, What are your thoughts on open houses?
1: Uh, I put a very high value on open houses. I think they're quite important for several reasons uh, for a property. When you list your property, um, the, the first two weeks to a month is the most important period in time and you want as many eyes and as much traffic on that property as you can. You want to make it a commodity product. You want as many people to want to purchase that in the shortest amount of time. And one of the ways that you do that is, I, would, I will usually put a property on the market on the Thursday or Friday, just before the weekend. And I will always schedule in an open house for that very first weekend it's on the market. And I'll market it in de- several different ways. Um, but one of the most effective ways is that we actually promote it in the very first sentence of the description write-up on the listing. So when a property is listed uh, and people have a search set up or they're looking for properties, they're getting that email directly to them. One of the things that they look at is pictures, obviously, and then they're going to look at the write-up. And the very first thing that they see is open house this Saturday, noon to 3. I... Casually ask everybody who comes into the open house. Hey, you know, how are you doing today? You just in the community you just around or did you see it online and the vast majority of people say I saw it online and what that tells me is it's that someone is is Interested enough in this property is looking in the area for this type of property. It's been sent to them And they've now been encouraged to come and view that property. That's eyes on the property that you may not have gotten. And why I say may not have gotten that is because maybe their realtor or themselves looking at it were like, you know, this doesn't really meet what we want or maybe it's not this or maybe it's not that. But now there's there's an encouragement for them to not have to call a realtor, to not have to set up a meeting or anything like that. It's sort of the path of least resistance. They can now just drive by on the Saturday afternoon – take some time, come view that house, and get a feel for it. And what that does is it gets more traffic into the property, I also get instantaneous feedback from the people that are viewing the property, right? I can now take that information back to the sellers and we can make decisions based on that. And so, um, you know, uh, it will also tell me what sort of impact, it is having on the market when we've just listed it. So for example, I had uh, you know a, a luxury property in Altador on the market and we probably had 30 people through three hours. We sold it that day, multiple offers. Um, I put another one on in a different community and we had about 10 parties through that particular day and so now you can see the difference in the activity in the market and that can uh, coordinate and confirm the data that we were previously looking at. And we can use that in how we strategize and continue moving forward. Also, other people become advocates for that property. A lot of people don't want to do an open house because of nosy neighbors or something like that. That's awesome because those people want their friends and family to move into the communities that they live in. And the last one that I did in, on this property in Douglasdale, we had about three uh, – separate people come through and they had uh, particular people in mind that they were gonna tell they've gotta come and see this property. So now you've got other people advocating for that. So now you've got more eyes on it, you've had more traffic in it, we're getting uh, more hype on the property and we're getting instant feedback that we can use to determine how we move forward. And a lot of that would do with the presentation or what they don't like, you know. Particular people say they don't like this kitchen. They they may not like, you know, the way it's facing. They may not like the street. But we've had those people come out to it, and then they'll come in and say, "Hey, this is better than I thought." You know, um, you know, I thought it wasn't going to be as big, but now I see the layout. It's a great, great property, now it's something in their mind that's now tangible instead of just looking at a computer screen and some pictures. Now they can see and feel the property and from there we can get some really good potential traction.
0: So basically what I'm hearing in that clip with John is that there are a ton of factors involved in pricing your home, stuff like recent sales activity, current market conditions, probably the biggest variable, I think, emotions of the seller. I would bet that the higher the emotional state of a seller, the less reasonable the list price. It's kind of a situation when two worlds collide, when it's time to list your home. You have the realtor, data-driven, and probably no emotional attachment to your home, and the seller, mostly, if not entirely, driven by emotion. So provided that you have a productive, open-minded relationship with your listing agent, the suggested list price should come out precisely where it needs to be, and fully equipped with data and selling points to effectively combat any objections and challenges from prospective buyers. So now, let's move on and listen to Elise Bullock, who will close out this segment and talk about the main value points of staging your home. Elise is an owner of a staging company in Calgary and works with many real estate agents who introduce her services very early in the selling process to organize and prepare a property for optimal viewing. So
2: staging is marketing techniques that will sell a lifestyle to a buyer. Um, Most people, when they're upgrading, they're looking to achieve a different lifestyle. And so we put certain things in a home that might sell to that demographic to achieve that certain lifestyle they're looking for.
0: Now, before you move on further, Lisa, do you um, do you work with the existing furniture in that house? Or I guess that varies, right? Maybe some people are yeah. going to have a big budget and they're going to buy new stuff to stage their home.
2: It definitely depends on the client and budget. Okay. Uh, so It's about a 50-50 mix here in the city that I'm working with vacants versus occupied
0: homes okay and and right away like I'll tell you when I hear the term staging and um, I've sold a a couple of homes in the past and um, the perception I get you know it is it expensive like I mean is is it a big budget to stage your home like what what kind of budget should people expect to to you know get a stager in and, and help them with that
2: well, there's stagers at every price point. I'll, I'll tell you that. You know, you can get a cheap stager that will come in and do your whole house. Mm-hmm. Typically, I wanna say the investment is around $3,000. Okay. Um, and that's for a single family home. If you're looking at an apartment, it could be 1,500 to twenty or 2,200, depending on what you need. That being said, even in a million dollar listing, we don't have to do every room. We just have to do the impact spaces that will sell the buyer on that house.
0: Gotcha. So you guys come in and you stage. Is the beginning of the staging maybe when the photographer comes in and, you know, does the listing photos?
2: I should be there before. Gotcha. Yeah, I should be there before. So part of my job is to help the client or realtor, depending on whatever budget we're working with, to get the best photos to put on MLS. So even if I'm, if you, you don't have a very large budget for 250 bucks, I can come out, tell you what we can do with your stuff guide you but you're gonna have to do it so seriously staging could work for any budget yeah it just depends how much motivation and time you have to put in your property
0: yeah I, I agree with you 100% so I think more and more um, the, the staging is, is very important obviously uh, for the setup before the photographer comes in make sure everything is is arranged in good order and uh, you know according to current trends and, and all that good stuff Um, It also comes into play for open houses, is that correct?
2: Yes, Um, so a lot of times in my industry we say the buyer only knows what they see, so if you have a room set up like let's say a dining room that's set up as a playroom, the buyer may not know that's a that's a playroom or they may not know it's a dining room so for an open house I would say we need to show the function of this space so when the buyer tours they know exactly what the function of each space is and they know how they can live in this house.
0: So how long does a staging process take? Like I mean uh, you're going to get the call I, I imagine you work closely with realtors and um, maybe a a realtor might refer you to the customer and that's how you kind of come into play. But say once that connection is made, how long does a a, a staging process take? Like in one week, uh, over a weekend or what?
2: So basically, uh, I meet with the client, I walk through the home and then I address what they may need and I'm gonna give you a quote either on site or like right when I get back to the office. Then I'm gonna give you a couple days to process that uh, once you tell me that you want to move forward, um, I could pretty much be there the next day if it allots in my schedule, and I'm going to be in and out in a day. Usually, photographer comes right in, right behind me. Like, as soon as I'm done, I'm shaking hands with the photographer. They're coming in to do their job. So staging is literally a one-day thing. You're, I'm going to stage it. You're ready for market, and we're ready. Everyone's happy. Looks great you're on the market hopefully it sells fast
0: okay so let's say someone's running on a shoestring budget okay and they're about to get their home listed um what what's the one crucial area in the home then that you would focus on like what are the most important areas that that should be quote unquote staged
2: kitchen living room dining room master bedroom if you had if you did nothing those are the spaces you really need to go over with a fine tooth comb
0: and do you guys do any, like, uh, when we talk about staging, so far, I'm, I'm thinking that's all interior work, but is there, like, do you guys work in the yard and then kind of stage the, the exterior of the home as well? Is that included in the package?
2: It definitely is. Um, it's tricky because I'm located in Calgary, so we don't have that long of a summer here. Um, but during those summer months, we pump up the exterior because outdoor living becomes a huge thing here in the city. Um, winter months, there's not as much as I can do if we're under two feet of snow.
0: Right. And, uh, I imagine you guys must be busy right now. Like, I mean, the spring market, um, you know, around the clock, uh, a yeah. lot of listings coming up and stuff.
2: Yeah. It's fast paced right now. Uh, a lot of last minute. Cause I find this stager is for some reason, it's always an afterthought. It's always like, we're listing tomorrow. Photography at two. Can you come now and help this, help us? Like it's. It's crazy to me. So I hope as staging gets more popular, it's not such an afterthought. It's more, I'm brought in like, once you know you have the listing, because there's so much prep work. Like we, I could be prepping your client weeks before photos are even done, getting them to pack up stuff and get stuff out. And it's less overwhelming for everyone if we have more time. Unfortunately, real estate just moves so quick. It's, it's always last minute.
0: Common, uh, like if you can describe your common client profile like you know is it is it the, the busy family or is it uh, the single bachelor kind of like or, or is there no pattern at all
2: uh, right now I'm finding I'm working a lot in the condo market and that might be just be because we have so many vacant condos here in the city and I'm I'm working a lot in single-family homes so a lot of people are upgrading to that just out of that starter home
0: yeah I, I imagine like even uh, it, it's uh, with you know, it's not up for debate. It's a competitive market uh, in Calgary, as it is in Vancouver and other areas across Canada. So, you know, I, I think it's crucial. So, it, it could come to you know how your house, how your home looks in the pictures on the MLS listing. So, maybe uh, if we could end off Elise, least on uh, give the listeners some tips on uh, you know, what are the go-to areas for staging and so, just some tips of what people can do before they list their home?
2: So overall, there's three things buyers consider when they're looking for a home and they don't necessarily tell their realtor. Uh, one is updated paint. Uh, the second one is for, like updated flooring. And the third one is storage. The buyer needs to know that they have enough storage so that this home is gonna work with them for five to seven years. Um, so even though lots of realtors do not photograph closets and storage areas, once you start having showings, they will look in there. So I recommend clearing the floor out of all of those areas because that's going to make your storage look so much bigger. Certain And like definitely a huge one I tell all my clients is anything smaller than a soccer ball is not going to photograph well. So just pack it up now.
0: I like that. Yeah, that's a good uh, good guideline right there. Elise, where can people find you? What's your website, your contact information?
2: Uh, my website is www.simplystylishstaging.ca and my email is elise at simplystylishstaging.ca. Come
0: on, In recent months, mortgage qualification has risen to a new standard that for the most part has had drastic repercussions to many existing homeowners and a countless number of potential home buyers. But adding to the mix, in recent weeks we've quietly seen the rise of another standard, one that is occurring with little or no fanfare at all, rising interest rates. Existing homeowners and potential home buyers are affected by rising interest rates, but each in a slightly different way. If you are a homeowner with an existing mortgage be aware of your options to extend the term you currently have assuming it is a favorable interest rate by considering an early renewal alternatively if your mortgage is up for renewal in the next six to twelve months consult with a mortgage broker and discuss current market rates and the feasibility of restructuring your mortgage to position yourself for stability in uncertain times The window of opportunity to do so still exists, but be aware that literally thousands of dollars in potential savings disappear as every interest rate hike occurs. The second group affected by rising interest rates, the potential homebuyers, are impacted slightly more than existing homeowners. Not only are they faced with rising interest payments on their eventual mortgage, but with each and every rate hike... Their purchasing power is diminishing thanks to the 2% stress test for mortgage pre-approvals. Regardless of whether you are an existing homeowner or a potential home buyer, the ruthless behavior of interest rates have now entered the field of play. Whatever you do, don't lose the initiative and let the opponent, in this case rising interest rates, dictate your destiny. Be proactive and take full control of your financing. It's in your best interest for all your mortgaging needs visit homefinancingsolutions.ca i'm marco gello and this is the mortgage minute and that concludes another episode of Genomics. if you like this episode of Genomics, please be so kind and leave us a review in your apple podcast space or whichever podcast medium you are listening from uh, the reviews go a long way and help us grow and improve the podcast thank you in advance i really appreciate it Uh, If you want to reach out directly with today's guests, John Durrell and Elise Bullock, you can certainly do so by returning to the blog page of this podcast episode where you will find direct links to them both. And of course, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to discuss anything we talked about in greater detail or any other mortgage-related matter. You can find me at homefinancingsolutions.ca or follow me on Facebook by searching Marco Gello Mortgage Broker in Vancouver or Calgary. And I also want to encourage any mortgage professionals that might be listening in, please don't hesitate to reach out and discuss employment opportunities as we are always looking to take on more brokers, regardless of your level of experience. Our training and support systems are second to none. And finally, please don't hesitate to share and tell your friends about Mortgage Genomics Canada. The more listeners, the better. Thanks again for your time. Talk to you later.